0: We have to have our own identity. We have to have our own objectives, our personal goals. And then from there only, we can actually build the identity that we want in order to fit into the system. So it's not the other way around that. Basically, the system is going to fit into our identity.
1: Welcome to Agile Leaders Conversations, where executives, business leaders and experts from all sectors come together and share leadership insights around leading in today's workplaces. They will be sharing some valuable tips on how they use the agile mindset to make sense of the complexity and lead with authenticity and ease. Hi everyone, my name is Chen Chen and I'm an executive coach from Singapore. And in this episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Mr. Fadli Rashid. Enterprise Agile Coach and DevOps Consultant based in Singapore. Fali has more than 20 years of experience coaching teams and organizations towards agility. Fali, would you share a little about yourself, please?
0: Thank you, Chen. Good morning. So basically, I'm one of the luckiest people because I was exposed to Agile in the early 2000s when Agile was actually starting to gain popularization. So what happened at that time when I was starting to work with Agile, it's actually blowing up my mind because that's totally something different that I have learned. And the good thing about it is that it's actually giving me lots of opportunities to learn about something, the new ways of working, whereby we actually work as a team and then really appreciate people. And whenever working with different teams and individuals, I always try to advocate agility on how we work towards our objectives, be it a project, our personal as an enterprise agile coach. I am also advocating this to senior leaders and other departments in my organization so that we can have better ways of working and then achieve a better outcomes.
1: That's great. Can you really hear that, Fanny, you are the advocate and I think... Enterprises these days need to seriously consider adopting the Agile way of working. I don't want to say going Agile because we know <laughs> it may cause some problems when yeah. we say the word going Agile. What does it really mean?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: agree. <laughs> so Farley and I met at a panel discussion where we were talking about leadership agility and then we went on to have more conversations on it. Funny I've also read my book. So wondering what are your thoughts of the book after reading it?
0: Thank you. I really like the book, first of all. When I picked up the book, uh, look at the title. Seems like this could be a heavy book. (laughs) But then it looks like this is actually quite easy to understand because in one sitting, you can go up to three chapters. (laughs) So it's very easy to understand. And it's really good to learn um, about people's paradoxes on how people experience changing from one mindset to another. In fact, it's something that also related with me because I know that when agile is totally a different perspective that people has to change. But unfortunately, there are not many resources out there for people to try on the journey to agility. So reading this book refreshed my mindset and helps me looking back how the journey for me at that time. So yeah, it was a good book actually.
1: Thank you so much. Your comment is definitely consistent with... What most readers say is easy to read. Someone even said he finished the entire book in one sitting. And I think the stories are definitely relatable. And from what I'm hearing from you, it actually tells you what are the possible sticky points that may happen in an agile transformation journey because it is all about people, how people respond to it. you
0: right. Yeah.
1: hey, that's excellent in the book there are eight paradoxes so i'm wondering was there one that particularly resonated with you
0: actually there are many <laughs> but if i have to choose it's actually this chapter self versus system why i like that chapter during my journey towards agility i was so focused on doing things i was workaholic very workaholic so i lose my self-identity on who am I? There was one day I stumbled into reflection on myself that I realized, what am I doing? Why I kept doing this? Who am I? From that self-reflection, I realized that we have to have our own identity. We have to have our own objectives, our personal goals. From there, we can actually build the identity that we want in order to fit into the system. It's not the other way around that. Basically, the system is going to fit into our identity. I realized that I have to change my mindset. I have to think back and then reframe what I want to achieve in life. And then I realized one thing, our life is short. So we have a very limited time to achieve our dreams or goals. So if you don't really stop and looking at what we are going to achieve and building our identity, it's going to be very tough to move forward. Very important for me personally so that I can actually have more enjoyable journey towards what I want to achieve in the future.
1: Thank you so much. So many good things that you shared. A few <laughs> things that jumped out at me. One was that we have limited time. Everyone is mortal. That's yes. my understanding. I didn't realize it until I was in my mid-30s because there was some health hiccups. That really made me realize that you have limited time. It means that to pursue our dreams, we have that amount of time only. So don't waste time. That's usually what I advise people. <laughs> and another thing that was great, which I really liked was that the answer is actually within. And very aligned with the coaching principle too, greatness is in us. Uh, however, what most people do is go out and try to look for the answer. But actually, it should be the inner journey that will really help us.
0: Exactly. And
1: the third one you said, which was excellent as well, the system is not going to change for you. It's more of discerning to know whether this system is going to work for you. And to be able to do that, the first thing is know yourself. That's excellent. And I'm happy to see that we have this alignment because my entire leadership development program is based on starting with yourself first. Do that inner work properly know your values, know what's important to you, then you will know very well how to be agile, how to shift your mindset and what you can or cannot shift into. This definition of leadership agility in the book, I've intentionally kept it simple, just about being able to flexibly navigate complexities, uncertainties, and most importantly, with that sense of authenticity and ease. From your
0: perspective, how do you see it? So it's resonated with me when I read that Because as leaders, we have a very important position, especially if we are leading a team or an organization. If we ourselves don't accept the reality as it is, then it's going to be difficult for us to convince our teams that this is the reality. Nobody imagined that COVID-19 is going to hit us. So if we don't realize the reality, then it's going to be very tough to navigate our way towards what we want to achieve. One thing I wanted to share is actually my personal experience is that naturally when we are still young at that time, we like always hearing the stories from our seniors, from our grandpa or grandmas. They say that life is unpredictable. You just try to enjoy yourself first. If you can't accept the reality that things are going to change, then you are going to suffer. You won't be able to enjoy yourself. I remember a message from the ex-CEO of Prudential. He said that our career life, there is actually three A's. Three A's here means accept, adapt, and achieve. Then I was asking what this means. He explained to us that accept here means that you have to accept the situation. You have to accept the reality. If you cannot accept the reality or the situation, you're going to end up hurting yourself your morale, and your health. So that's why many people are having health problems because they cannot accept the reality. This is actually the first but the hardest part in our career life or even in our life itself. Only once you can accept this reality, this is the COVID-19 reality, for example, that you will be able to find a way to adapt because of the COVID-19, this is the new norms. So find ways to adapt. Only after you adapt, you can go to the next stage, which is achieve what is your dream. Once you go to that level, you achieve your goals. Then, of course, it goes back to the next previous stage. You have to accept again new reality. For example, if it's a, we talk about promotion, you achieve, you get a new promotion. And then after that, you if it comes with new responsibilities, it becomes a new reality for you. Do you accept that new reality or not? So if you don't accept, then it's going to difficult for you to go to the next journey. So, leadership agility here to me it's actually applicable to anyone, although it's very good for leaders because they are actually responsible for their teams, and then they are actually where people are looked up to. So by having this kind of mindset, then it will help organizations or teams towards transition and transformation of agility. It's always more effective looking at the top, leading by example than. The followers will relatively adopt the same mindset.
1: Accept, adapt, achieve very wise words, especially the accepting part. I cracked this joke with one of my clients the other day. Curiosity kills the cat, but expectations kills us. It's <laughs> our so expectations that people are going to be exactly the same as us. Having that yes. expectation is going to mess us up badly. Yeah. And very consistent. Sometimes when I work with leaders, they say, why can't my team just see my point of view? Yeah, how about we accept? Let's <laughs> accept that whatever you say, whatever you do, there will be a different opinion.
0: Yes. Exactly. Yes. And if we
1: accept it, what's going to happen? What yeah. will we do then? Instead of asking why and feeling that it's unfair or feeling frustrated, yeah. we spend the energy to think about how can we get them to see
0: the same picture? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So it was really a powerful message from our ex-CEO last time. And it was actually many years back and I still remember this very deeply.
1: Yes, so the kind of impact that these three words have on you and how true it is, even (laughs) in everyday life. Yeah. I also like what you said, leadership agility is for everyone. Even for individual contributors, a lot of individual contributors think that they don't have to bother about leadership. Mm. however that's not true because we have to lead ourselves
0: yeah exactly <laughs>
1: mm, that's awesome. at
0: least we have family to lead.
1: <laughs> oh yes i think everyone is motivated in the same way we all want better health more mm. wealth yeah. and better relationships we all want these three things and accepting adapting and ultimately achieving will help us get there it starts yep. in the mindset So I would like to ask you this next question then. How do you use leadership agility or any of the three A's to influence stakeholders and lead especially agile transformations within your organization?
0: All right. Basically, I always tell this to, to everyone, especially if people are still mentioning that people are resources. People are not resources. People are not assets. People are people. So let's look at it this way. The assets means that there is a depreciation. Over time, the value will depreciate But people is different. The longer they stay in the company, the value that they bring to the company or to the organization is getting more and more. So they are not assets. When I explain this, when we talk about agile transformation, I explain to them that people is like that. So what does agility mean here is that we have to respect our people. By having respect to them, by really appreciating them, we have achieved one of the very first goal of GEL transition and transformation, which is increase people's engagement in your team. So what's next then? After we share to people, change their mindset, and then they are getting more engaged, they're starting up to open up to us. So what's next is that eventually, they're going to take care of our customers. So when the employees or the staffs are becoming highly engaged, eventually they become more productive and they're going to take care of our customers, which is actually the next goal of Agile Transformation. Instead of thinking so much about shareholder value from the beginning, we actually focus on our staff who are going to take care of customers and then our customers are going to taking care of shareholder values. So these are the sequence. The first thing is that to make agile transformation successful is to increase the engagement of the people. How we do that? We have to let people know that we care about them. We respect them. Agile is about people. Once we are setting this correct the foundation is the people. The next objective, increase customer satisfaction and maximize shareholder value will be then achieved. The sequence are important. That's why many agile transition transformation fails because the sequence are not right. Normally, they do recognize that people are important, but unfortunately, they don't put people as number one. They put people maybe number three or number four or maybe number 10. So the number one may be customer satisfaction, or shareholder value first. But when we talk about Agile, it's not about platforms. Tools and platforms can help, but they are not the foundation. The foundation is the people, their mindset, the way they relate to each other, the way they behave to each other, what are the values or the ethics that they bring into the teams or into the organizations. By having all of this foundation set right, then you can go up to the next layer, for example, framework, tools, platforms, etc. This is actually where I kept explaining to people or to organizations that going through agile transition transformation that set the foundation right don't focus so much on tools like devops don't focus so much on framework like scrum focus more on the values the mindset of agility itself
1: very good i like this so much i want to clap
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you so much
1: (laughs) i was giggling and chuckling for myself when you said people are not resources not assets they are not number and I was like going to celebrate when you said the longer a person has been with the organization the more valuable they should be
0: yes exactly. And
1: this was exactly what I was telling one of my managers earlier I said you cannot replace an experienced te- team member with somebody else who is just fresh out of school with zero experience because it is the organization knowledge and the culture
0: Yes.
1: And and to summarize what you said, I really uh, resonate with it. People are our greatest enabler. Any organization, right? And yes, you are right. 70% of transformations fail because they were focused on looking at other things. They know that people are important. A lot of them actually say that they respect people. However, their behavior shows otherwise. I think exactly <laughs> what you said as well. You influence people through your behavior, not by the words. Yes. There was an incident where I spoke with a very senior C-level leader and he said, I really care about my staff. I want to develop <laughs> them. So I would like you to coach one of my staff. And hmm. I really want to help her grow. And then I paused and I asked, you said that you care very much about this person. But never have I once heard that you asking your staff what does he or she want? Uh, <laughs> and then he stopped. Oh, yeah. So yeah, why didn't I think of that? Even understanding and fully appreciating what does value, respect, what mm. like really look like, sound like, feel like. People think that they respect others, however, their behaviors show otherwise. Yeah.
0: Mm. So it's not a lip service, basically. So of
1: course, we with our best intentions. We want to grow somebody, but. Yeah. it will make a lot of difference if we shift it to unconditional positive regard. Yes. That's the right. highest form of respect where any decisions I'm going to make, you are at the center of my decision-making process. Like what Tony Robbins said, the little steps are not little at all.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so to round out our conversation, I think finally you have so much experience. So what's your advice to all? agile coaches, practitioners out
0: there? I I want to repeat my first statement earlier because if I hear the word agile, the very first thing comes to my mind is that life is short. So let's focus on what are important in our life. You don't have to apply agility just for your organization, your teams. Apply to yourself. I myself have my own backlog on what I want to do So I put clear focus on what I wanted to achieve because I know that I have responsibilities not only to myself, my organization, and my family. And again, life is short. Nobody knows what's going to happen next. We cannot predict the future. So let's enjoy what we have and then focus on what are important.
1: Mm -hmm. Very good, very... It's simple, huh? it sounds very simple but it's not easy to do.
0: <laughs> it's not easy to
1: do. Focus <laughs> <laughs> on what is important. <laughs> At least focus on something. If you focus on everything, you focus on nothing. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's good to connect with you and have this conversation. I'm sure many of the viewers are interested to get in touch with Fali and to tap on his vast experience in agile Mm transformation I will put Fanny's LinkedIn handle in this post and let's carry on the conversation another time looking forward to meeting you in person
0: thank you so much (laughs) likewise
1: (laughs) all right thank you so much
0: thank you